Welcome to the Mediate.com podcast with Veronica Kramer. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another great episode of the Mediate.com podcast. I'm Veronica here, your host, and today we're going to talk all about conflict management coaching with Cine Noble. And so I thought I would start today's episode with just a couple quick thoughts about, you know, why I love the field of mediation and why we're talking about conflict management coaching today. So the first thing that I really love is that this field is interdisciplinary. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I think we can really draw on other fields in order to improve our skills as mediators. And then the second thing I really love about this field is the flexibility. I mean, you know, we can do more than mediate to make a career out of mediation. And I think that's a really cool thing about this profession. So like I said, today's guest is Cindy Noble, and we're going to talk about conflict management coaching. And here's a little bit of information about Cindy. Cindy is the founder of Synergy Coaching, a division of Noble Solutions, Inc. A former social worker and lawyer, Cindy is a chartered mediator and coach who has studied and practiced a range of conflict management services for over 20 years. And whether you're interested in learning more about conflict management coaching to potentially add it as a service to your mediation practice or as a way to enhance your mediation skills, I think you'll find this episode valuable. So, hey, with that, Cindy, welcome to the Mediate.com podcast and thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here, Veronica. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. So I thought big picture, I thought it would be helpful if we could start with just maybe more of a broad question before getting into the specifics of conflict management coaching. Um, and, you know, I imagine many of our listeners are mediators, you know, they're used to dispute resolution. And so I thought I would ask you for your take. I mean, how do you think dispute resolution differs from conflict management? Well, you know, it's, they are, can be used interchangeably at times. I, I hear people using both expressions. I think of um, dispute resolution is more around resolving the dispute. So people come with a specific dispute. That's typically what people will see in mediation practice. And it's all about the issues in dispute, what's going on between the parties that, are, that bring them to a forum such as mediation. When I think about conflict management, I think of it more, when I think about coaching, I think more around conflict management because not everybody comes to conflict management coaching, which is also known as conflict coaching, uh, for resolving. So resolving issues is possibly one of the goals that people will have, but often it's about how they want to manage themselves or manage their interactions with the other person. So I think of it more more as a general concept around managing the idea of being, uh, the reality of being in an interpersonal dispute with somebody. That's interesting. So it sounds like, you know, conflict management is more about skill building. So, I mean, this is sort of a good point. I mean, let's go more into detail about conflict management coaching. I mean, can you tell us, you know, about conflict management coaching and also why someone might choose conflict management coaching over mediation? Yeah, um, so conflict management coaching, I, it's defined in many different ways. And I think of it as a one-on-one -on -one process. It's like a, a tailor-made process that is individualized to the person who seeks coaching or is referred to coaching. And it's a process that aims at 
developing, strengthening competency or managing, uh, it could be and or, um, a specific dispute that somebody anticipates um, is going to blow up. They are in the middle of it and they want to, don't want it to derail. Um, they want to be prepared that for something that could happen, including a mediation. And so it's much more a one-on-one -on -one process than, than a mediation, for instance, where somebody is uh, seeking out some support about how do I be a better version of myself when it comes to this dispute that I'm facing. That's interesting. So it sounds like at least, you know, I'm just trying to think big picture, you know, the role of a mediator versus the role of a, a conflict management coach. It sounds like a conflict management coach is more of, you know, like a champion of the person that they are coaching versus a mediator when you're mediating a dispute you're neutral am i am i following you am i understanding that yes yes and it's it's a really good point so it's they're not mutually exclusive coaching can be used with people going to mediation but many people in my practice anyway choose coaching instead of mediation because they are wanting to see if they can manage a situation on their own and gain the competency to do so. Generally speaking, coaches are allies of their clients. They are the champion. I, I, the word is an important word that the role is there to support the person in that whatever it is that their goal is about an interpersonal dispute that they are facing or think they're going to face. Whereas in mediation, it's more likely that many mediators, including myself, when I was trained as a mediator, uh, had much more of an impartial, um, uh, neutral type role. I can say that that's changed a lot for me uh, in my training as a coach. I find that I uh, present more as the champion of both of my clients when I'm doing a mediation. But generally, there is a difference in terms of uh, practice and process around those two different processes. And it, and it doesn't mean that somebody going to coaching doesn't might not consider mediation. That might be what they decide that they'd like to do. Uh, it, so then it's not as though somebody is, it's choosing one over the other. They might choose both. I would have to say though, most of the clients that come to me are, are wanting to independently work out um, what, is, what they wanna do, uh, what they uh, building durable skills in order to be able to manage not only the dispute in front of them, but the types of things where they are likely to be triggered and react a, in ways that that don't suit them, that they that they want to they want to they don't serve them well. So there, you know, the overlap is interesting, Veronica. Veronica, over time, because there's certainly people who seek coaching before they enter into a mediation as well in order to be better prepared. And that's really interesting. And, you know, I was, I was starting to brainstorm. So, I mean, I know you mentioned folks will utilize the services of a conflict management coach to maybe to gain skills, to maybe prepare for, you know, difficult conversation. Um, you know, I can imagine that conflict coaching would be valuable in like, for example, like workplace setting, but I'm sure that there are others. I mean, where do you see, um, your clients who are seeking conflict management coaching, kind of what areas are they looking to use these skills? Well, it's, it's interesting to see the development of this over time. When I began, my focus was in the workplace because I had shifted from a, a family mediation practice 
into workplace mediation and then ultimately coaching. And most of my work is organizational, but um, confirmation coaching can be used in any, any context in which somebody wants to be better at conflict. So it could be within their family. It could be in their relationship with a friend or neighbor or you know, within their, their own family dynamic. Um, it could be uh, any, any context. For, for instance, I have a client that, ha that has come to me trying to work out um, uh, yeah, an issue around uh, where, where are they going to uh, house their father who is starting to ail and there, there are three siblings and what to do about that. And one of those siblings came to me to say, I need to you know, be better at having a conversation about what's going on and how we can come to some agreement. Um, and this is the, well, ultimately, it looks like go to mediation, but one person wants to come around issues about what's going on for them, the relationship with their sibs. Uh, so anytime that somebody is really looking at um, what, what I think of often is patterns, people have patterns about how they manage conflict, and they're saying, this is not working for me, and I want to figure out how to do this better or differently. And that could be within any context whatsoever. Yeah, and it seems like conflict management coaching, I mean, the the thought I just had now when you were sharing that is, you know, it seems like it's a way for uh, to help your coachee have this this insight for self-improvement, to have this awareness about, you know, maybe how they, what are their triggers for conflict, how do they interact when when those triggers occur, you know, how can they do something different to the extent that whatever they're doing right now is not working for them. Is that is that sort of the that's the motivation behind conflict coaching? Well, you know, I would say that um, it is, and I, and the insight that well, the insights that come when people are in coaching are um, are grow as people when people seek out coaching, they usually know things aren't going well here. I'm not handling this well, or I'm afraid I'm not going to handle this well, or I can hear my old habits coming out, or, you know, here I go again. And so it's usually, there's usually some awareness from the beginning when people seek out coaching. Now, sometimes people are referred um, in co to coaching, especially within a workplace setting. Um, I also have coached people who are like in, in boards or at profit, nonprofit organizations where they've been told it could be following an investigation or complaints happening. And they've been told, and that wouldn't, you know, about certain behaviors that are causing some issues. They may not have that insight. Some will say, yeah, I've been told that for years, but they may not have uh, an understanding of how that has uh, is showing up and the problems is causing they're just told about it in more kind of you know words that they don't quite relate to so the work around coaching in those cases is really about um, uh, coaching people to understand and to see how they might be demonstrating behaviors and typically once they start to explore that more they have more insights about what precipitates it um, and triggers it and then what that means for them and how it shows up in their interactions that, that don't serve them well well this is really interesting so far Cindy. so can you tell me a little bit more about um, the applications of conflict management coaching sure uh, what i have found over time it's actually developed a lot and so uh, sometimes people will seek coaching before a conflict has evolved. That is, they, they're anticipating something could happen 
Uh, it could be that they, in the organizational setting, somebody has to deliver a tough message to a group or a performance review or something where they anticipate this could be a problem and they want to be better prepared for it. So it's a proactive approach for this process. Um, it could be during a conflict that somebody realizes, and I mentioned about, about it, something could be derailing and people want to do something around it before it goes too far. Uh, and they realize that they're getting ramped up and not handling themselves well. And that might be where they would seek some assistance. Uh, and uh, another application might be after a conflict. And this is for people who often are not they're agonizing after the conflict and they're not feeling very resilient, um, wearing, wearing the agony and looking at, um, I'm still, there's, I wish I'd said this, or I'm not sleeping or just you know, ruminating. And that's often for people who are saying, oh, this always happens to me and I've got to figure out a better way to manage conflict. So it's proactive for the next one, but it's usually a learning experience for people. And those have evolved over time. Uh, and the other application that I use is with uh, conflict competency, I'll refer to it. And that is often used with new leaders and organizations or not even new leaders, because a lot of my clients uh, these days are leaders and organizations that are realizing they might have had complaints against them. There might have been investigations or they just know they're in the face of conflict all the time that there are certain things they just are really struggling with around engaging in conflict. And they're in the face of conflict every day or you know, several times a week. You know, This day it's, a, it's one of the staff, next week it's the board, next week it's the fundraisers. It's, it could be constantly where they, there are issues to face. And some people are just better at that than others. And I have a lot of clients now who are, often in new position in leadership position, but not always, they could be around for a while and they realize that they are just stressed all the time because they are in face of conflict. And so they're more likely wanting, no, it's not a specific dispute like the other applications I referred to. It's more like uh, this, this is something that I just don't do well and I've got to figure out a way in order to uh, manage myself better, engage more effectively. And it's, it's a building durable skills and abilities in order to be able to look at whenever faced with conflict, how to you know, bring in those, the, the learning that they, they have gained through uh, coaching and the insights they have uh, already about what's gone on for them that they want to improve on. The other application is uh, pre-mediation coaching. I have uh, developed my practice um, over the years to include a lot more time spent with each person preparing them to be in, in the mediation process. I've, I've actually done some coaching around people who are going to be in, in trials and they how they're going to conduct themselves at times. So there's many applications around pre-process, group process as well. I've just coached somebody who, um, and, and this wouldn't be the first time, who leads uh, uh, as, a, as a team leader has to bring the group together. And inevitably, there's at least one person that they know they are going to get backlash from it. And so it's being able to deliver messages more effectively, respond more effectively, um, receive better, uh, you know, people looking at their body language and how they react and, and wanting just to be better at conflict. Um, and the only thing that I would add around that is I, I don't do much conflict management training anymore because I, I do conflict coaching training, but occasionally I'm, I'm asked to do some training for organizations I've worked with. And what I have found is that 
adding on coaching as part of training is a really important piece for people who don't get to deal with their idiosyncratic ways of managing conflict in a group training session. And so often uh, the training, which might last a half day or something, is followed by everybody having a certain number of sessions, depending on budget. And that's proved invaluable. It really gets to individualize what cannot always be done in training. And I guess I mean, my own sort of view, too, is that when people are trained as mediators, it would be good to have um, an opportunity to be coached as well, because many times people find in mediation that they might run into people or counsel or situations where their own conflict management skills feel a bit challenged. And so I think those of us working with people in conflict, it's a good idea to look at our own strengths and, the, the, and weaknesses in those areas and to, and to get stronger. That makes sense. And, you know, now I'm wondering, I mean, for our, our mediator listeners who, you know, are thinking about maybe how they might be able to get into conflict coaching, they might be thinking, gee, you know, some of these things sound very similar to skills already that I already have. Can I just go ahead and add this to my menu of services? And, you know, I know from doing my research in, pre in preparation for today's conversation that, you know, these are two distinct fields, you know, mediation is one field, conflict management coaching is another, there may be some similarities, but they're, they're distinct fields. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I think as what I've seen over time, Veronica, is that once coaching started to be used within the field, many people who are mediators would say that that's what they do and that they have done, for instance, in caucus, or even um, if they've spent some time before uh, with process before mediation, that what they do is coaching. And coaching is its own discipline. Um, the, there are many um, coaching organizations, probably the, the main one, the one that I'm certified with is the International Coaching Federation. Um, that's coachfederation.org for those wanting to look into it. So it's its own field. It has its own principles, its own competencies, its own set of ethics, and they are different. There certainly are similarities. There are certainly skills that we have as mediators that we've learned that are absolutely integral to uh, being able to be effective as a coach. But coaching processes are different and some, uh, some of the competencies are different. So I think what I have seen is that many mediators over time have decided to add coaching to their repertoire. They might be doing a variety of skills uh, that are related facilitation, group facilitation and difficult conversations. And coaching one-to-one -one has increasingly, I mean, exponentially over the years grown because mediators are seeing a need for something separate. One of those reasons could be because another one of the parties doesn't show up for, uh, for mediation. Uh, that isn't usually in my practice. In my practice, it has been over time that people are seeking this one-to-one -one support in order to strengthen their skills. They're not looking to go into mediation ultimately. So that is, they might, as I said earlier, but generally people that are coming, if, if people are offered a variety of processes. So the places that I work, again, organizationally, if somebody goes to, let's say, HR with a conflict that they're having, HR is more likely these days and have been for maybe the last 10 years to say, well, you could go to coaching one-to-one -one, and this is what that involves. 
and you could go to mediation and this is what this involves. And it gives the choice to the person to decide what they want to do about their conflicts, whether they want to see about managing it independently or whether they want to go into a process with the other person in a, with, that's being facilitated. So, that, you know, I think, I hope that answers what you're asking. I think that it's keeping separate that there is a different skill base and, um, and types of competencies and learning to be had from being a coach that are enough, enough of those are different from what we have learned as mediators that it's important to distinguish them. Yeah, that's a good point to make. And, um, and I guess that's the takeaway is that if this is something that you are thinking about doing to be to be prudent about it, and to get that appropriate training, right, so that, you know, it's not just, you know, taking some of the skills that you learned as a mediator, I mean, it's also learning the skills that are inherent in the field of conflict management coaching to actually be taking on that role. That's right. That makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and so, you know, for, I think you mentioned um, one of the, the coaching uh, federations, but, you know, to, to talk a little bit more about conflict management coaching, I understand that it is based on, um, or at least, you know, your model is based on three different pillars. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Um, you know, so when I was looking at I, what happened was that I was realizing that there was a, a gap in the DR field around what happens on a one to one and certainly ombuds people in organizations would be working with people on a one to one. Uh, and they might refer people to mediation or in fact in some places be the mediator, but there was there seemed to be a gap around uh, that people who want to develop their conflict competency. And um, to be to you know, develop the skills and abilities and confidence to be in conflict, and so part of what um, what I was learning early on around uh, around this was I didn't find that there was a um, uh, in the, with the coaching federation when I when I started to look into coaching as as a discipline I didn't see that there was any kind of a, a process that was um, was uh, based on coaching principles and I started to learn and then became certified as a coach about coaching principles that are are really vast in terms of um, what for instance, uh, a, a framework for coaching would be to be, be very goal-oriented, results-oriented, future-oriented. Uh, they're about seeing people as creative, resourceful, and whole as a starting point. Those are three philosophical parts of coaching. And I took to very quickly the idea of uh, seeing people as being capable of drawing on their own skills and abilities and what they how they want to be in conflict, uh, which is really integral to most coaching um, foundational pieces, which is to to um, generate, um, you know, client generated uh, options about how they want to be and what they want to be, which really rely some of that was very similar to what I was learning and had learned as a mediator. So some of that um, client focused um, part was very in, important. And of course, basic conflict management principles had to enter in somehow to all of this because I was trying to take a framework on general coaching and see, well, what does it take to do conflict management coaching? And that's where looking at conflict management principles started to come into 
um, my thinking around how do we do an analysis? How do people get to analyze their conflicts? So that was another pillar. And the third pillar was neuroscience. And that uh, was based on looking at um, how to shift people from where they are when they first start to talk about their conflicts and they are upset and um, the amygdala hijack that we've heard for years from Daniel Goldman and how to be able to shift so that people can start to think and problem solve and make decisions and what it really takes to move people and shift them from that starting point that they have when they talk about the conflicts to the part of their brains where they're able to use their executive functions and start to look differently. So trying to combine, those were kind of fundamental to me, Veronica, that there needed to be um, a, a overview somehow within a coaching model that contemplated, there are all these principles and practices to consider, and how was I going to get there? And so I did, a lot of research uh, about how to what was it going to take to shift people and indeed by the end of it all those those three pillars took were very important as part of that very cool and you had me hooked as soon as you said neuroscience <laughs> so <laughs> i think you know maybe i've shared on other episodes um so i love reading about kind of like various books related to, you know, uh, psychology of decision making and whatnot. And I've tried to just learn about different cognitive biases. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I always when I talk to, you know, other mediators, other folks in the field of dispute resolution, I'm always talking about how like when I mediate, I'm basically trying to manage that uh, emotion of anger, because I've learned how it makes people less able to perceive risk. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious to learn more from you. I mean, you talked about like one of the pillars is using neuroscience um, or, or principles from neuroscience to help people like work through those emotions. I mean, how do you do that, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, one of the ways is how to um, to coach people from where they are when they come into where they want to be. And typically people are going to, to be, as they relate why they've come to coaching, there's usually a situation and it then will arouse that part of the brain, the amygdala, and they get upset and they're talking about it and they're not going to be able to be effectively coached as long as they stay there. And so part of it is uh, being able to shift people to a more reflective mode. And what developed over in the research was a a tool that is now used um, by people who are trained by us, which is the not-so-merry-go-round of conflict. And um, that is uh, based on a pattern that I observed when uh, interviewing people about their conflicts that was a common pattern. It sort of showed a habitual way that um, people our brains um, work when we are triggered. And so once we're triggered, it seems to be this sort of cyclical pattern. And we've talked about the circle of conflict in our field for many, many years, but I actually had never quite got down as deep as I had when I started to say, what is that pattern that people are going through? And once I started to see that there was a very common pattern that we all, uh, so we get triggered and uh, by something that somebody says or does, and actually just being able to identify that is difficult for people when they're really upset. So once that thing is, whatever it is, an action or words or something someone didn't do, once that's triggered, we seem to follow a pattern. And that ended up being uh, uh, the neuroscience that supported that, which I didn't find out about until I was writing the book. And somebody said, have you seen the work of 
these two neuroscientists in California. And their work, which followed a very similar pattern, was based on emotional regulation, what happens to our brains. And I was so relieved, Veronica, because it was up until then sort of a um, uh, experiential, experientially found information that didn't have a theory base. And once I saw that the where our brains go the same, we're triggered and we perceive that something important to us is undermined. Um, we have an impact, we make assumptions. Those are the types of elements that start to enter into it, both from a neuroscience point of view and from a coaching point of view when um, in order, well, I, that's how I fit it into the model because without that confident analysis um, that helps people understand what happened for them, they're not able to actually start to step back from what went on to, to, to check out their assumptions and what they're experiencing. Yeah, this is interesting stuff. This is interesting stuff. So, you know, for our listeners who, you know, now they've listened to this podcast, you know, they want to learn more about conflict management coaching, maybe they're interested in connecting with you further. Um, how can they learn more about your work? How can they connect? Well, the um, website is Synergy Coaching, C-I-N-E-R-G-Y coaching.com. And there's lots of information there and articles, including some on mediate.com um, that explain more. There's so much to understand and to talk about around the model. And there is on the website, there's definitely um, interviews and articles that might help people who want to find out more. Awesome. Well, this has been a really great, a really great conversation, Cindy. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much for asking and have a great day. All right. You too. All right, friends. Well, that wraps up another great episode of the mediate.com podcast. We'll talk to you next time. This podcast was brought to you by mediate.com. For more information about mediate.com's programs and content, please visit our website at www.mediate.com.